Welcome to the Vigor Life Podcast, a source of inspiration, lessons, stories, skill sets, mindsets, and strategies to invigorate and expand all areas of your life. Let's go. Hey, what's going on? Coach Luke here with the Vigor Life Podcast, and today we have my brother from another mother, Mike Robertson, in the building. It took a long time. Oh, That's by the right. way, this is the latest podcast we've probably ever done. Major facts. Um, it's like 10 p.m. right now, <laughs> but hey, you know what? Fuck it. You know, you got to do what you got to do. I was not going to miss this, this um, I would say, opportunity. Um, and I think most people that are watching this hopefully know Mike. Um, uh, IFAST, which has been voted, you know, top 10, top 20 gyms in America a number of times for a reason. Um, and honestly, a big influence, too, on me as far as when it comes to program design, when it comes to structuring and training. Like Mike and Bill, you know, one of the top guys in the industry, period. So first of all, uh, you know, my, my team goes through one of the people ask me, like, hey, what, do you, what did your team do to learn and stuff like that? And I, I like to share a lot of that. But physical preparation one on one is kind of like one of the foundational uh, things that we have all our interns also go through um, and study. So just so you know, the fantastic product. But check out everything that Mike's doing. Uh, it's great. So welcome to the show, my friend. Thanks, man. Welcome Thank to you. the show. If you if you if you start you know wounding down, I'm going to run out, get a bang, and we'll be good. If I would have gone to the hotel, I would have like shaved, showered, all that good stuff. <laughs> I've been on the razor today. I've been throwing rocks. So uh, you know what, little your, brand, your branding is on point, though. Little grimy. Your branding is on point. Branding. We're on point. All right. That's right. Um, you know, one of the things is like. I always say, man, what do we talk like in real life, we talk about just about everything. Yeah. And I didn't want to go, okay, cool. Well, let's just talk about, um, you know, programs design and, and writing programs and stuff like that. Cause yeah. I think one, you got a lot more to offer. And, and what, how long has you, like, you, how long have you been in business? Cause we're, we're coming up to the yeah. 10 year. I mean, we've, we're, we're literally at 10 years here in the U S um, the one in Slovenia is 12 plus now, but how long has IFAS been around? We literally just celebrated our tenure this year too. So yeah. So you, cause, cause I remember we, we used to be in Paz group like eight, nine years yeah. ago or something like that. Yep. And I think you started a little bit before me. So there you go. Like a two, matter of months. Two, yeah. Two, two decades. Cause I know Eric too. Eric just had a 10 year anniversary. Yeah. Too, I think he's got one year. Cause I'm always like, man. Gotta catch that guy, but it's impossible, right? It's impossible. But I mean, that's so. I, like, so let's start there, man. Like, okay. And I know I'm putting you on the spot because this is not something that you just, you know, wrote down. But um, and maybe we can go back and forth on yeah. this. But some of the biggest lessons for you, and I don't care if they're just like on the training side of things, but just the business side of things, and maybe life side of things. And you know, running IFAST now for for ten plus years, and, and and like I said, you know, you've you've done some amazing things in the industry. I certainly think that you're somebody that pushes the industry forward, which I appreciate, and I you know strive to do that every day. That it's not just like, hey, let's grow our business, but like let's make the industry a better place. But what would you say are like, uh, you know, and hey, listen, if we don't get to ten, yeah, I'm fine. But let's yeah. off the top of the head, you know, just kind of how it comes to you. Like, let's go over, you know. What do you think? What are some of the big, like looking back now, yep. some of the bigger lessons that you've learned in those 10 years, you know, being in the industry? Man, the first one I think is just super relevant. And you and I kind of chatted about this the other day, but it's the people you're around every day, right? Mm. Like uh, when you're when you're growing your business and you have a vision for what you want, but maybe sometimes other people don't have that vision. Or when you're starting out, you don't know how to hire somebody, right? Like you don't know how to hire the person that you need. So for me, it's been like kind of going through this process of finding the right people that are on board with the message. They're on board with what you have, that vision that you have for your business. Because, man, there's nothing worse than going to your business and not enjoying it because of somebody that works there. Mm -hmm. Right. And so other people deal with that because they go to jobs and other people pay them it's to, it's, to work it's there. different. Right. But I mean, it is. I think it is a little bit different. It's crazy. How so. long did it take you? So, okay. 
And the thing is, I know we're always kind of figuring stuff yeah. out, right? Like, but how long did it take you to be like, man, I think I've got it now, but like this whole hiring, who I want to hire, what our culture, like how, how, how many years did it take you to, to kind of get it? Man, I think like seven, eight years. Man, I, Honestly. Yep. Like it took a long time because like part of it is what you want is always changing and evolving mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I think it, it legitimately took me seven, eight years to really figure out, okay, these are the personality traits that I need. And we hedge our bets too. Like I always try and hire from within. Like if I can hire an ex-intern, yes, absolutely. I yeah. love that because then I know after 16 weeks, I got a good read on the mm-hmm. type of person they are, the chemistry. I mean, you know, chemistry in your team Everything. is so critical. So I think that's been one of the biggest things is like seven, eight years of trial and error. And luckily, mm-hmm. we've been really good. Like most of our people, if I hire you as a coach, you're going to be there at least two, if not three, four, five years. I mean, really? Jay's been with us, I think, man, like six years now, seven years yep. now. Ty was with us four or five. So it's like we've been really lucky with the guys that we have, but it's constantly like trying to figure out, okay, what is the vision and who is going to help me kind of fulfill that vision mm-hmm. from a coaching perspective. And so like, I want to add it to that because that's a great point. And I ask you that because that's how long it took me. Now, I, yeah. I thought that I had it figured out. Oh, yeah. And I was oh, like, you oh, think man, you I'm, know immediately, Oh, right? absolutely. And then it's like, oh, man, I'm completely fucking stuff up. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's just been this pro Like the last two years, for like two years, I was just like, oh, I'm fucking everything up, yeah. right? And then now it's been kind of a little bit of a eureka moment. But what I shared, you know, because uh, you came in a little bit later, but for, for Joel's seminar this weekend, this, this uh, philosophy of 5149, I think we talked about yeah. it a little bit. But, man, I am so bent on this right that like the 49 like so think of it like this if somebody is 100 proficient tactically they know everything about coaching and you know they're they're good with like cues and program design regressions progressions lateralizations all that cool stuff that only gives them 49 of 100 points yeah the other 51 is like how much they care about people that they literally have an innate desire you know that to help to solve problems for other people, yeah, right? And that's sure. the type of person. And I certainly know that that's the type of person I am. Yep. Um, but man, hiring for that fifty-one has become more and more of a focus for me, certainly. And then developing, um, you know, the forty-nine. And I, and I realized that like that is very fulfilling for me is the development part of it, right? There was a couple of times where. You know, I'm like, oh, why the fuck am I doing this? Why don't we just, you know, and then I realized, I'm like, why are you complaining? Like, this is what you love doing. Yeah. You know, this is this is part of the reason why you're in this. Um, and I, I would recommend, you know, if you have a business, is like really focus. And that's a Danny Meyer lesson that I got from Danny Meyer was, was you know, hired for 51, trained Train at 49. 49 yeah. And it doesn't, you know, it's not always going to be perfect. I think that, you know, it's, it's sometimes, you know, it might be, I don't know, if instead of a 51, it'll be 40, whatever. Right. But... You know, to, towards that line, I think if you do that, I think you're you're in a great place because those are the people that are gonna want to care for people. And if you have that same approach towards your team, man, it trickles down, and I think you have a lot of good stuff that happens. Yeah. Um. So okay. So that that, that was number one. Yeah. Number two. Yeah. Number two is having continuing to have a strong vision for your business, mm-hmm. right? And again, it's something that we've talked about, but I think. When I came in, I just knew like, hey, I just want to train people. At that point in time, I always joke around, but I was like semi-retired, right? Yeah. You know, because I was doing so well with like the online stuff. Like online was really just kind of getting rolling. I was making 4X online what I was doing training people. So I'm like, why am I doing this? And 
I mean, if you guys know me, like that wasn't going to last long. Mm-hmm. Playing Halo till three in the morning, sleeping till 11 a.m., maybe training, <laughs> maybe doing some work. My wife wasn't really down with that. So, uh, <laughs> so, so that's when I was like, man, I want to open the gym. And Bill and I were just like, we just, we want to open a space that can help people. Mm-hmm. We didn't have a strong vision. We got by because we were smart financially. We went into a small space. We had enough of a rep that we could get some people. But I think, it, for me, like some people go in and they've got this idea right off the bat. For me, it's kind of evolved over the years to where now it's like I've got this vision of, uh, you know, obviously I want to help kids. I love athletes myself, training athletes, but I am a firm believer that everybody's an athlete. Mm-hmm. And so that's like the thing that we always come back to. So, and, and we honor that, right? Like in my videos, you'll see like we had like this 87 year old woman and she would come in in a walker. Right. But day one, she was throwing a volleyball against a wall, literally from here to there, you know, but that's power for her. Right. It's not the 60 inch box jump that gets Mm -hmm. a million views on Instagram. But I mean, that's really important to me. So that I think that's such a big one is not just having a vision, but then not forgetting your vision. Mm -hmm. Right. As you grow and as you evolve, because there's a lot of shiny objects out there. You know, I want to do this. I want to do that. But it's like stay true to your vision, honor your vision. If you need to pivot or tweak or refine, that's cool, but stay true to your vision. And the thing is, is like that, you know, that's, it's so cliche, right? It's so cliche that it starts people like, ah, kind of corny and whatnot. But man, I, I realized like coming full circle, I was like all the shit that like is very cliche-ish and very corny-ish, right? That people are like, oh, here you fucking go again. And I'm yep. like, oh, don't worry about it. You know, work for six more years and then you'll, right. you'll figure it out because- the whole values, right? Like, what are our values? Do we really represent that? Yep. Um, you know, what is your vision? And are you, you know, even every week, if you go like, here's these tasks that I'm going to, these actionable things that I'm going to do this week. And if you have a clear vision, you can go like, does that really fit within that? Absolutely. And you're like, probably not. Fucking scratch it. It's a great you filter. Know? Um, but, you know, to me, like the whole Gary V, like clouds and dirt, it really is that, right? Like you got the North Star, the big thing that you're like, man, this is where we're going. And the dirt's like, man, it's the fucking hard work and gritty work we got to do to get there. And I don't like, and that's why I like to, I'm a very visual person. I'm not like, you're way more organized than me. Like, I mean, fucking (laughs) like, dude, it's, 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 I'm just a nutcase. You know what I mean? Like, but I have, I do have these things that like keep me in check, right? Like even if you go into my office, there's a whiteboard and although there's a lot of shit on it, it's like, I'm like, hmm, all right, am I working on that? Like even today, you know, Andreas is like, dude, we got to shoot this. Um, this video for the scholarship program because we, you know, it, it doesn't need to be perfect, man. But let's help these kids out, yeah. you know. And uh, and I'm like, all right, fuck it, let's let's, let's go. I know I'm flying out tomorrow. Yeah. And but that was one of the things on the list, you know. So bam, we ticked that off. You know, I'm gonna get stuff to Megan, whatever. But that's part of the vision. It's yep. it's it's on that path of the vision. So like, hey, let's do that, you know. And I myself too veer off. Yes. Off, you know, uh, and. I think that, you know, what was a great analogy for me was the compass. You know, it's like yeah. if you've ever, you know, I've, I've done a lot of hiking, wood stuff, you know, adventure shit. So you have a compass, you know, that, that points true north. It's not like this. It's like it, it shakes left right. and right, and you know, but you, you kind of go back to, oh, that's my true north. Yes. So I think that's the key is like when you have the vision that like when you start doing, oh, man, let's do this fucking product, you know, project. And it's like, hold up. Is that is that our true north? Yep. Nah, we'll get back to it. You know, we'll get back to it. For um, sure. That's a great point because I love it that, you know, because 
I'll share stuff. I love when people that are doing great stuff say it so that it gets reinforced so that people go like, do I, have I really figured this shit out? Yes. Have I really written it out? Because um, if you haven't, do it. It's, oh, it's just, I've spent months right now refining our values again and, and asking myself, is this something that we really stand for or stand against? Um, and it's been powerful, just enlightening for myself, you know, yeah. you need to go through that. Um, but I mean, that's, that's a great one. Number three. Number three, choose how you're going to market. Okay. And here's what I mean by that. Mm. I know you're a marketing guy. So I heard this years ago and it really resonated with me because they said there's basically two ways you can market, right? You can either market with money or you can market with time. Mm. Okay. So here's what that basically boils down to. If you're Coca-Cola, you're McDonald's, you're one of these huge brands, you can just throw money at anything, right? Because you have that money. It's expendable. You can brand, do all that stuff. If you're just starting out, which you and I both know, I mean, you always feel like a startup a little bit, right? I mean, when you're a small business. Oh, yes. But what they meant by that was if you don't have the money, that doesn't mean you can't market, but you're going to have to use Mm -hmm. time-based methods, right? So that's creating blogs, creating content, emailing your list, going out, going to networking meetings or meeting with coaches, docs, PTs, whoever is relevant to you, Mm -hmm. finding those people and, and fostering those relationships and those connections because doesn't mean you can't be successful. You just can't use the same strategy that a Fortune 500 company uses to build their business. That's a great point, man. Like it's because the thing, (laughs) think about this. Okay. I always go, people come in now, you know, maybe they've never been to the garage and they come in, it's like, oh my God, this place is amazing. (laughs) And, uh, you know, all the equipment and this, that, and the other. And like, I mean, it was a huge investment, obviously the building and everything, but like Equinox can come in and fucking buy like everything I have like a million times over, right? Yes. Like yep. we can't we can't buy shit that, you know, is a competitive advantage because somebody else can't buy it. Right. Right. Absolutely. So but what the bigger companies can't ever do is like the culture, the feeling, you yep. know, the the uh the little intricacies, you know, whether for me it was it, like the things like the art too, you know, because yep. like it represents something and it's uh commission and it's personal and so on and so forth, right? But all those things, it's the same thing. Time. Right. And, and I hear this a lot because, you know, people focus on like right now there's this trend, obviously, whether it's, you know, uh, Facebook ads or, you know, s- people trying to throw money at it and going, like, oh, my God, like I'm spending this much, but not, you know, not not getting the ROI, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, the question is like, OK, cool. What else are you doing? And it's like, well, oh, we haven't really done that much because we're focusing on this so much. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, man, like. Anytime that something shifts, people leave the other stuff alone, right? Like yep. going and doing lunch nerds, doing your own seminars that nobody, like if, if, if I looked up right now and Googled, you know, any seminar in a 20 mile radius, I guarantee you there's few people doing anything, yep. right? Just the gym doing a seminar to provide value for the for people, sure. right? Sure. But that's time. You know, anytime I do that, I spent 30 hours putting together a prezo, um, Cause I want it to be great. Right. Yep. You deliver value or you go, uh, I don't know. I go like to 12 lunches a week just because I'm meeting with people and shaking hands and kissing babies. Yeah. Right. And like, but that's time That's time and energy. So I would just go like, don't have money shift and put in more time. Absolutely. Right. And, it, and you, you know what? Like if you're starting off, Hey, maybe you're not that great at the marketing where you're spending money and that's okay. Learn it, you know, do what you can, but man, like there's so many opportunities of, shit that people don't want to do you know and, and uh i love that i love this quote it's like you know what's scarce is uh what's difficult is scarce and what's scarce is valuable right um think of it this way the harder that it becomes the less people are going to do it 
So you go like, hey, are you sending two, three emails a week? It's pretty hard yeah. consistently. Yep. Less people are going to do it. You're putting out a blog a week. It's hard. Are people going to do it? Are you doing video, you know, three videos a day? Yeah. Hard. You're not going to do it. You know what I mean? So you keep like listing these things and it's like, yeah, like you just got to obviously find structure and discipline. And if you do, like good shit will happen. And it might take some time, but it's going to build up. And I, I think that the advantage of stuff is, you know, also being creative, right? Like like some of the things that you get so stuck because the the the, the social media can be like, this is how you got to do it. And that's it. But I'm like, man, it takes away from the creativity. Yeah. You know, um, like one of the things we're working on right now, I think I've shared this before, but if not, I don't know if I shared it with you, but dude, I want to, I, I love superhero shit, by yeah. the way, right? Yeah. Obviously, you know, the Batman light. Yeah. Right. So I'm like looking right, talking to companies like who can make me a Batman like with the fucking Vigor logo in it so that we shoot that shit in the sky. That's awesome. Um, and one guy was like, well, dude, the airport's close. You might have some problems with that. I said, we'll worry about that shit later. Um, you know? <laughs> but I'm like, man, how do we build that? And on a Friday night, we shoot it up in the sky. And the theme is like calling all superheroes to charity boot camp. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, no, I love that. Um, in in uh, a great book that if you guys haven't read is called Perennial Seller from Ryan Holiday. I don't know if you read I that. I haven't actually really read that. Good I've book. read a bunch of his stuff, but I've it, read that. Really, really good book. I, I love it. But it, but one of those things was, you know, shared in there was like how certain things like that, you know, because then a lot of times it's like, the, look, I do. I would honestly do it if nothing happened. I don't give a shit because it's yeah. just cool to me, right? But a lot of times then you get, you know, the news go like, there's this fucking crazy guy shooting up Batman, like a vigor <laughs> sign in the sky to, you know, it's like, that's newsworthy. Cool. Yeah. And then it's like, it gets rolling and, and you know, and it's different. And, yep. you know, the other part of it too, is people are like, dude, you'd spend money on that. I'm like, yes, I would. Yeah, <laughs> you know? absolutely. But, but being creative, right. That's people huge. don't spend fucking enough time being creative. And one of the things that I took, um, is uh, why am I blanking on his name right now? Uh, James Altucher, right? Mm -hmm. Who has uh, love his books and stuff, but he had the 10 ideas a day. Yeah. And uh, I don't do it every day. I, I did every day for quite a while, but like every day I write out 10 ideas and some of them are completely fucking dumb, right? Yeah, like, sure, sure. But just to get it out yep. and to like basically have my brain start churning ideas. Yeah. And I'll shoot like I'll shoot text to like my friends, like I have an idea for your business. I have an, you know, yep. and, it, and it trains me to like have more ideas. But that's how that stuff pops up. And I think like, man, every day spending 15 minutes on right now, 10 ideas is a pretty good use of your time, you know? Huge. It's um, a hugely beneficial idea. So that, but I, I like the way that you, you put that, uh, you put that time, money. Yep. Okay. Number four. Number four. So even though I think you and I can both agree, it may be the 49, aspire to be a great coach. And Absolutely. I, I think too often like right now, you know, the industry goes in phases, right? Mm -hmm. So like right now we're very much in the soft skills and, you know, care about people and da, 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 get it, mm -hmm. appreciate all that. Um, and I'll actually talk about that more in a minute, yeah. but aspire to be a great coach. Like, and I don't feel like enough people want to do that. They don't aspire to do that. Or maybe they don't feel like that's a worthy goal, mm -hmm. but like, I mean, Joel and I were talking about it today. Like you spend years if you want to work in like mental health right? To talk to somebody. Well, you're trusted with somebody's physical body two, three, four days a week. You should want to give them the best possible chance for success. And I think it's something that a lot of people just gloss over now, or maybe they don't think it's as valuable, but like, man, just aspire to be a great coach. And look, everybody's got different standards, mm -hmm. right? Not everybody has to be, you know, the, the top of the peak, but that doesn't mean you can't be leaps and bounds above where you're at now. At Absolutely agree. I mean, I would say the first thing that you got to do is go, because that's what the first thing I did, right? I yep. geeked out on everything training, still do. And 
but I, I agree with this whole standard thing, right? Like the way I look at it is, is this. What, what, what's the definition of client? Do you know what the definition of client is? Hmm. It's, it's actually to be under someone's care, right? Oh, wow. I didn't Man, know so yeah, you know cool. what I mean? So that's powerful, right? I went yeah. to the team and said, listen, guys, like this is fucking, you t- say client, let me tell you what that means. Yep. They're under your care, yeah, right? I like that. One, thou shall do no harm, right? Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, my, my first thought process is if you don't know what you don't know, and you don't have to know everything, but listen, if you don't understand passing an overhead flexion test and then giving somebody a barbell press, jerk, push press, snatch, yeah. whatever, it, it goes beyond, well, you just don't know that. It actually goes to a point where like, well, yeah, like you're destroying this person's rotator cuff. Like, yeah, exactly. I mean, would you, you know, go like, uh, hey, hey, Mike, what's up? You know, and I'm shanking you. And obviously right. that's a little more, uh, you know, it's like a little bit more of an aggressive thing. But hey, you know what? Like if somebody's here and like can't go past that and yeah. you're making them do, you know, like 50 jerks in five sets of 10 or whatever, you know, whatever else it may be on handstand pushups and shit, like their back is going to go, their neck, their shoulder, it's yeah. going to go and you're yeah. speeding it up. And that's like, you know, you'd go crazy if you went to hospital and, and the doctor was like, uh, you got, you know, you got what? Fuck it. Like take this blood pressure pill and it's the wrong thing. Right. And all of a sudden you're passing out. Like, dude, you'd be like suing the hospital. Right. Exactly. And so that's where I app, like, that's why I'm so, I would say adamant about learning things. It, that's number one, right? Yeah. It's like, man, thou shall do no harm. Uh, number two is, is, you know, this kind of whole conversation. I actually want to ask you about that. How, what, what you think about it, but I will say that the the fields of physical therapy and strength training, uh, personal training are gelling somewhat, right? Absolutely. Whereas I definitely don't think, you know, there's probably too many, I would say, coaches trying to be a per- physical therapist, which I don't agree with. Yep. And that's why we have in-house and you do too, which Absolutely. is, I mean, you have one of the best in the world. Yeah. And, and I refer instantly. I'm like, listen, go see Dan. I'll, I'll talk to Dan. We'll figure yep. it out. But I like to know what I'm seeing, right? I like to know, hmm you know what, like this could be this, this, that. And like, I want to have tools to do as much as I can knowing I won't do any harm yep. and help them improve. Because guess what? That person does an assessment. You show them two or three things and they go like, holy fuck, my back doesn't hurt. Absolutely. That's, that's results in advance. That's yep. magic, right? Yep. And then from there, the trust happens because it's like, man, I went to all these places and you helped me do that. Yep. And so to me, the curiosity comes from like, Man, if I just learn one more thing, that might help me help somebody, Dude, right? How many times has this happened? You read something about something, right? I remember it was years ago. I read something about elbows. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's crazy. And then literally, I kid you not, three days later, I had this woman come yes. in. She had elbow pain. Yes. I'm like, oh, I got you, girl. You know? Yes. Like, and, be- and you instantly can use it. Absolutely. You get feedback. They win. You win. Absolutely. You learn something. And it drives you to, to learn more. Because that's what's driven me to learn more. And yep. so I... I <laughs> It, it is, you know, the, the the thing about it is that like, look, we, we are in an industry, I mean, let alone if you fucking own a, a, a gym, but yeah. like we are juggling, like there's no way around it, right? Yeah. But first you have to, I do believe that like you, you have to get to a place where you're very proficient at training, getting results, like understanding the body. I, that's the one, I know Eric talks about this, but I know you talk about it too. It's like, yeah. man, like, I mean, I went to like massage, I, I shit you not, like, okay, I went to get a massage and massage yeah. envy, yeah. right? And I was like, man, like, I work on my gas rock, right? And fucking like, I shit you not, this girl started massaging my lap, you know what I mean? And I was like, right. um, down here? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I'm like, listen, man, like, if you're in training, like, you should know anatomy. Yeah. Like, you should know movement. You should Absolutely. understand these fucking things because guess what? Like, you're training people that, like, you... 
you don't have to get geeky because you have to get good at explaining stuff in a simple way. Yep. But there's no way you shouldn't understand those things. Absolutely. And and I think that's the pendulum swing, right? What you said, I completely agree with. There's, there's this pendulum of a, a people that are really good at the training side of things and yep. like not good at like the emotional, social intelligence part. And yep. that's fucking killing them. Yeah. And then you got people that's like, yeah, high energy, everything's awesome, yay, but don't know this shit. And that's not okay either. Right. And and it, and it's like if you the other day I wrote it down, I said, Hey, what are we about? And I'm like, coaching excellence and light hospitality. Put those two together, fucking yeah. <laughs> fireworks. That's, you know what I mean? That's jet fuel right there, man. And do you do you like I mean, cause you you know, you talk you speak a bunch and, and, and obviously like you have an awesome podcast, which you guys should check out. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll talk about that end. But uh you know, how much of that do you see? Because because I see a lot of it, man. A, a lot of just people that are just not in tune with the coaching side. Yeah, anymore. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You know, it it's it's unfortunately I think a growing issue. Mm-hmm. You know, and it it really happened I think over like the last five years. It's been coming because we were we were getting you know strength coaches that want to be PTs and PTs that want to be strength coaches and there's so many courses and mentorships and all this stuff and so then you started to see this swing towards well do you actually like give a shit about your client mm. you know what i mean yeah. and so and that's fine like nobody's ever going to say that's not important but you get to a point where just everybody's saying it and everybody's regurgitating what everybody else is saying it's like okay like we get it but like do we really need like podcasts and books and everything else about this like mm-hmm. This is the only reason, like, I'll I'll give you a short story. The only reason I was successful coming out of school is because I was a good human, okay? So I start working at this, it was a chiropractic clinic, right? And coming out of school, I legitimately rank myself on all the skills that I think I'm gonna need to be a good strength coach. Coaching exercises, writing programs, rehab was one of them. Literally the worst, two out of 10. What's my first job? Doing freaking rehab, you know? (laughs) So literally I'm like, this is, I'm destined to fail at this job. Yet I had incredibly good results with what I now deem really crappy programs. And I would say it's only because of the emotional factor. Mm -hmm. Because for 30 minutes, those people knew I was listening to them. I cared about them. I wanted to see them get better. And like, there's like research out there now that shows the psycho-emotional side could be even more important in training than the mechanical side. So all the stuff that you're doing to build the muscles, maybe I'm just talking to them and we do a little bit of this and they're going to get a better training response because chemically their body and their brain are prepared Mm -hmm. to get an adaptation. How crazy is that? It's it's crazy. And and the thing is, I I, I have pushed a lot of people towards like, uh, you know, for instance, think like, man, have you studied, you know, motivational interviewing or coactive coaching or yep. like, man, these are really, really powerful tools. Yep. Um, but, you know, there is the other side of things, man, like there, I, I see people that I know, for instance, posting stuff on, I'm like, hit them up, like, dude, that's really horrible for them. Like, I don't <laughs> right. know if you, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, right. it's not good for you. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not good posting that shit, you know? Right. But it, that has to be like part of it because at first, like that was my thing. I was like, dude, I want to fucking do be the best in the world at this stuff. You know, yes. and everything about program design, you know, and then you get to a level of, it's like the cook and the chef thing, right? Yep. I mean, and dude, it's like 10 years later. Yep. And, you know, it was some, you know, somewhere in the middle, I was like, man, I really know, I'm, I'm good at this stuff. I'm good at this stuff, right? Yep. Like, I feel confident in this, really confident. I was still studying it, but I was like, man, there's this other side that like, I'm, you know, at first it was like, ah, people are not committed, right? Yeah. Then a lot of my life, own life fucking went to shit. And like, you yeah. know, I learned a lot of lessons. I was like, you yeah. know what? 
no, it's, I got to get better at this. You know, and that's yeah. why I went down to like whole, you know, behavior change, psychology route and social environments and like learn so much. And then one plus one equal three. Yep. Um, but, you know, but like the thing is like, if you leave shit on the back burner, yep. like on, on the other side of stuff, Hey, that's not good either. Absolutely. You know, and, and to me, one of the, the best ways to stay on top of the game is like be around people that are, you know, the best in that one niche field yep. and learn from them. Cause it's like you're feel, you know, and we know a lot of people that are like, man, they're doing PubMed research and, and, and yeah. running tests and doing this, that, and the other. Yep. And you know, I'm like, Hey, listen, what's, what's new? Let's, you know, I'm going to go to that course, study that, yep. come back and go like, Oh, I learned these new things that we aren't doing or we could do better. Boom. Let's apply. Yeah. Right. And to me, that's like the cheat code, right? Yeah. Um, but you, but you have to do it. You know, it's, it's the same thing as, if somebody wants to run a gym, like a business, any type of small business, like you can't get away without wanting to know business. Yeah. Or you got to have a partner that loves that shit and you're just like, oh, I do this and you do that. Exactly. You know, but I, there's just no, like, I get people like, well, you know, look, I just, I hate that marketing stuff. I'm like, well, you're going to be fucked. Right. <laughs> like, dude, like there, there is, this is, there's, there's coaching and there's the business of coaching. And like, yep. you could be great here, suck here work for a company that you love and you love their vision and crush it and you'll be great. Like you'll do yeah, great stuff. Absolutely. But man, if you're like, Oh dude, I don't, I don't want to learn sales and marketing and systems and leadership stuff. I mean, that's just not for me. I'm like, well then running a business is not for you. Absolutely. And that's okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not everybody's like, meant to do this. Oh and no. And yeah, you know, hard. like most people just oh, don't so. understand. They assume, Oh, I'm a great trainer. I'm going to hang my shingle out here and I'm just going to crush it. And it's like Scarface, you know, just hundreds going like, no, it doesn't work like that. You know, and that's why you take any client, you know, like you yeah. do whatever it takes to, to, to be successful, to keep the doors open until you get enough momentum and then you can start churning. You can start kind of the way we looked at it was, man, hey, look, you want to pay $59 a month to rent our equipment when we open our doors? That's cool. Because that's $60 we wouldn't have otherwise. Mm -hmm. But as soon as we started to get busy, what's the first membership we got rid of? Open gym, gone. Yep. Next, one time a month, gone. Now we're at a point where if you're not willing to commit to twice a week, semi-private with us for a year, then we're not the right gym for you. And we're, that's awesome. I'm okay with that and yep. as long as you're okay with that. That's awesome. So I like that though. But I mean, once again, right? Like, Because at the beginning, this is another thing. Do you see this? Um, so... I've seen this kind of like where people try to start niching really soon. Yeah. And I'm like, no, dude, like fucking train everybody all the time yes. because it gives you variability and teaches you how to train a lot of different, you know, yeah. populations. And mostly is also helps you communicate with, you know, I'd get coaches like, man, I, you know, I like the motivated athletes. I'm like, Okay, well, so do everybody we do. does, right? Like, we all do. What about, you know, <laughs> Susie that's like 72, like she's afraid of like lifting a weight. Right. Man, like if you help her, you'll become a better coach. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Like, and, and, but you're just trying to go here and go like, no, nah, I'm going to niche myself. I'm like, yeah. dude, you're crazy. Every, every really successful coach that I know be like, no, I built a really good foundation training a lot of people. And then something happened that made you go a certain direction. Sometimes Absolutely. it was like, not maybe the fluke, but it, it just like, you know, I mean, for, for you, I don't know where it happened for you. Um, but it's like, for instance, I started training athletes, right? That was my yeah. thing. 
I was like, all right, well, listen, I got to pay rent. You know, we're going to start yep. boot camps. Yep. Uh, and back then it was still like a boot camp blueprint. I know you remember yeah. that, right? Yeah. Um, and, and I was like, fuck it, I'm going to do it. And, and I actually started doing boot camps in a big box gym. It was the first model ever where we put EFT inside of a big box gym on top of EFT. Oh, nice. And the people, you know, they're like, they're like, this shit won't work. And I was like, trust me. Yeah. I, but I was still yeah. like, I don't know if it'll work, <laughs> yeah. right? But I mean, we launched it and it's like, it fucking worked. And then that that gym, actually, I, I, the, the interesting thing, I just had like breakfast with, with Chips Warzel, who was one of my good friends and also a mentor that owned the Vision Quest gym and sold them for like tens of millions to LA Fitness. Oh, yeah. Now I was running Move Fitness and it, it, it was a great like, like come full circle type of thing. But, uh, but you know, he was like, hey, I, fuck it, I trust you. Let's see if it works. And right. it worked, right? And, um, but then the book, you know, boot camps took off and I didn't, you know, I was just like the crazy Luca, you know, it's yeah. like, I, I was so into coaching. I didn't take myself too seriously. We'd have orientation that I'd be fucking doing ninja kicks. My, you know, my curse <laughs> count was like seven to 10 times higher than it is now. <laughs> I was just, I was just like, Gene knows fucking Gene. Gene actually, that's when Gene started, you know, started yeah, training nice, there. Nice. And like people would come in and like half of them would be like, I'm dude, I don't, this is crazy, right? Yeah. I'm not coming back. And another half would be like, this is fucking awesome. It's the best. And that grew and it was like very organic and I rolled with it, right? And yep. then semi-privates wanted to train and so on. But, but it was kind of like, you know, it, I just went with it, of course, because like, man, when you got to pay married, you got to pay the bills, you got all these different things Absolutely. going on. You, you know, you don't go like, ah, I'm just going to train athletes, right? Yeah. And athletes thing was always there, but that's how it happened for me. And, yep. and, you know, how, how did that happen for you to where like you kind of glided into more of the, I'd say the athlete realm? Yeah. So, I mean, we started off as same deal. Like, look, if you will pay money, you can train at iFast, <laughs> you know, like from- That's the criteria. Literally, <laughs> like if you have money that we can take out every month, you can train with us. And so, you know, we started off as we'll take anybody. And when you, when we opened for like two years, it was only Bill and I. So like if you're coming to iFast, you're either training with Mike or training with Bill. And so it kind of evolved um, as I kind of got myself off the floor a little bit. Um, I had this one soccer girl who I still love and adore this day, K-Dog. Um, I started training her when she was 15. So I start working with this girl and we had some success. And I, you know, had started to get into the soccer space a little bit. And then out of the blue, this guy um, who played in the MLS at for Columbus crew at the time, his name's Danny O'Rourke, mm -hmm. had some knee stuff. He's like, Hey, I want to come see you. And so boom, that was like, we had a really good off season. He started to get better. And then he's like, Hey, so I got this guy. Um, he's pretty good. He's my best friend. His name's Chad. He wants to come I'm like, okay. And then I come to find out, I don't know anything about soccer. soccer that really. Was and then I realized, Oh dude, this guy's like a two-time MLS defender of the year. He's played for the U S national team. So then it's like, okay, so then, Danny leads to Chad. Um, uh, Lori Lindsay has come in at this oh, point Lindsay. in time, yeah. another national team person. So now it's like, oh, Mike Robertson is a soccer guy. Mm -hmm. But I'd train like, I'd train like high school and soccer or and college age kids. But like, that's how the soccer thing started is because, you know, I was putting myself out there on the internet. I talked about what I was doing. I don't claim to know any. I, well, I claim to know maybe a few things, but I don't claim to know everything. Yeah, and so that resonates, I think, with people, and so that just got the whole soccer thing started. And but you, two thousand eleven, like, threw yourself into that shit. Though. Absolutely, right? absolutely. So then it's like, oh, well, look, and this comes back to our thing about being a a, a good coach, right? Mm -hmm. Like, man, I'm thinking in the back of my mind, dude, Danny O'Rourke, this guy plays in the MOS. Lori Lindsay plays for the U.S. Women's National Team. Chad Marshall, again, like 
I need to get better at this. So now I'm all in on soccer, right? Like Mm -hmm. I'm reading soccer textbooks. I'm going to Dave Tenney when he was with the Sounders. I'm coming to the Sounders seminar because I want to learn about that stuff. So I'm all in on that world. Like it's it's kind of obsessive now because like Saturday morning, I got EPL on at like seven in the morning. My kids are like, oh, we're going to watch soccer. I'm like, is it Saturday? Like, yeah, we're watching (laughs) soccer, you know, but, but that's, you need, and you know, this probably better than most. We need a healthy level of obsessiveness Mm -hmm. about what we do if you want to be good. And not just being good, but being great. And I think I just wish more of us really aspired to be great. And if you're listening to this, I'm not talking to you, right? (laughs) You're you're like you're you're in that that world. But I mean, go to the the big box gym with the dude that's, you know, trainer on his back and he's looking at his phone while his client's doing the same workout that the client before did. Like those are the people that I wish would hear this and just be like, man, and be like, I could make hmm. such an impact. I could make such an impact if I got serious about my shit and being a better coach and trainer. Uh, you know, I asked that because like I always found, uh, honestly, like I get anxiety around it, right? Like, yeah, I remember, man, I remember this story like one time, uh, you know, this girl came to me and was like, hey, listen, I want to do a physique show. And I never, you know, fucking yeah. train anybody to do a physique show. We sat and she kind of shopped around. It was like, and she went to like a lot of the body, you know, like the people that that's what they do. Yeah. You know, and all of those were like, man, that guy Luca fucking doesn't, hasn't trained anybody. Like, fuck him, you know? Yeah. And, and, and I'm like, not talking shit about anybody. I'm just like, look, man, like, I really know my shit. Like, I haven't trained anybody yet, but like, I'm going to home to go home tonight and probably study for like four or five hours and do that every day until yeah. I really know my shit. Absolutely. And, you know, she ended up coming back and, in nine weeks, like she won. Like, yeah. I mean, literally it was this insane transformation. Yeah, that's awesome. But I, but like, I was fucking up every night till 2 a.m. because yeah. I was anxious. Cause I was like, I, I need to be great at this. Like I know I need to know this yeah. stuff. And I was reading everything I could get my hands on, like all the time coming back. Like, Hey, listen, I went through this. So I think we're going to go this approach. And, and she was like, man, like you're really on top of your shit. Right. Right. And, and, but it's like, I legitimately, you know, that's why I ask. Cause it's like, if like right now somebody came in here that I've, I've never trained that population. Right. Yep. Like, dude, I would be up for the next two, three weeks, yep. like five hours a day studying so that I would come back and go like, I feel pretty confident about this. Right. Yep. I mean, I have a really good base of stuff. So, yep. Let's say it's a crazy niche. I don't know what, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. but it's like, you know, I'm writing programs for top three, uh, top three water skier in the world right now. Right. And yeah. like she trains here and man, same thing. Like one of my coaches was doing it and then I took over, man, I'm like, I'm at home fucking like watching yeah. water ski videos. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, Hmm. Okay. The lead up is eight seconds during the squat, but they go from one side to the other. So, you know, like yeah. just <laughs> programming this whole fucking thing. And because I can't, you know, and I think that, I think you need that. Like, if you want to be great, like you need that, you need to have, a bit of a, like, I mean, a bit, I think I'm way past a bit, but the point is that you have to be obsessive about being great. Yeah. Like, man, watch, you know, uh, great, great interview. If you haven't watched the Kobe interview on Lewis house podcast, right. Okay. The Mamba mentality. I don't know how I got him on, on there, but it's really, really good. And I mean, this dude is just, I heard a story about Kobe, like when he was done with, with, with uh, basketball and at an event, he was talking to this financial guy, right? And, and, and he goes, um, yeah, I'm really interested in finance. And the guy goes like, listen, man, like you let me know, you know, I'll, I'll help you out with whatever. He's like, dude, a week later, fucking Kobe's texting me in the middle of the night, like three, like just tons of questions, right? Yep. Because he's so obsessive about it. He's like, dude, I'm going to fucking be the best at this stuff. Yep. Um, and you know, the dude made a $6 million investment that turned into a $200 million investment. You go like, yeah, it's, it's that obsessive part. And I think, the goal is to kind of 
control it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's like X-Men, you know, like, uh, Jean Grey, the Phoenix, you right? Control your superpower. Control those powers. But, but man, I, I don't think like people put a bad rap on being obsessive and I'm like, if it's positive addictions, fucking let's go. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I think that everybody in this industry needs a healthy dose of that yep. and maybe check themselves um, because you've been in this for a long time. Like I've been in this for a long time. Man, like if you go downstairs and look at my books, you know, like 40% of them right now are still like training stuff, nutrition, yep. uh, you know, uh, all types like all types of stuff around communication on training. And then there's like marketing, sales systems, leadership sure. stuff, you know, and but I mean, you can't, you can never stop the, yeah. the best, the best, you know, the best get better. And it's like, not like, especially when they're the best, you yeah, know what I mean? Like, absolutely. And, and that's the thing that I've really, I've, you know, I've, I've got slapped down by life a number of times. I was like, eh, listen, you, you know, yeah. don't fuck around. Right. I, I will show you, you know? So right. since then I'm like, if things are, I'm, I'm always keeping that on top of my head. Hey, listen, am I standing on top of my game? Like, am I, you know, I don't want to show up somewhere and not be sharp, man. I want to be sharp in all these areas yep. that I'm teaching or, you know, and I'm almost always trying to empty the cup, you know, yep. don't be too good. Like, don't think you know your shit. Um, and that's why, you know, I, I get all like presenters always like, oh, dude, so you're going to take this course. I'm like, yeah, dude. Like, you know, they'll, they'll right. speak here and they're like, you're taking notes on most of this stuff. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Well, at all, I mean, dude, like I'm refresher, new stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Right. Um, that was a long one. I'm glad we yeah. touched on it. Um, I think we're on number six. Okay. Be you can great, take your moment. You can take yeah, no, no, your moment. No, Be a great communicator. Mm. I tell every one of my coaches this. Um, big piece of what we do. And, and I think there's a lot of ways you can do this. We've talked about this in multiple instances um, over the course of this weekend. But I always tell my guys, you need to work on your communication skills. And a great way to do that is to sit down and write. Because writing is labor intensive, right? Mm -hmm. But labor that labor forces you to really like hone in and streamline your thoughts. Like I know a lot of dudes that are really sharp that can't stand up and they can't run a course because they can't communicate what's in their head. They can't get it from A in a clear to B, way. Right. Yeah. So it's like find ways to communicate frequently and be super clear and concise in how you mm -hmm. do it. So what I tell my guys is I would love it if they would write like a blog every week, mm -hmm. right? Okay, if you're not going to do that, that's fine. Every time you write an email, that's a chance to be more clear, more concise. Every time you're starting a session, what's the goal? What's what's the intended outcome? Can you be clear? Can you be concise in your coaching, in your queuing? Like one of the, do, the things that we do with interns is – you know, when interns first start coaching, it's like, okay, so what I want you to do is reach your arms out and it's like a fucking paragraph, right? Like, no, <laughs> I don't want a paragraph. Jay, Jay Chung, our morning guy, he'll literally say, you have two words. You get two words. What are you going to use? Or talking bullet points, mm -hmm. right? So it's I like, like finding ways to be incredibly clear in your communication because I don't care if you stop coaching tomorrow. If you can be an effective communicator, you're going to be more successful in any job, any relationship, anything you do over the rest of your life, that will pay dividends. It, it's a basically a transferable skill. Absolutely. Right? And, it's, and it's like uh, one of my coaches, you know, he goes, he goes up to me and says, uh, man, uh, do, you, you know, do you think I should get better at sales? <laughs> I just paused for a second. I said, what do you think? 
think I think it'll be good. And I'm like, are you closing it 100 percent forever? And here's the thing, right? Because I mean, we kind of have a crutch because we have somebody that does sales now. Yeah. But see, the thing, like for for this whole time, I've been teaching my team sales, like really a lot, like a lot, like resources, in staffs, you name it, right? Yeah. One on one, and. You know, then, of course, like, it made sense for us to bring somebody in. But, like, you are selling all the time. Like, yeah. literally, if, if you're like, dude, what do you want to go eat? And like, pizza. Oh, fuck, I want a burger. Like, somebody's going to win the yes. sale. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Like, exactly. If you work in an office and you want somebody, you, you, you have tons, like, the boss gave you tons of work and you're trying to, like, offload some, somebody to help you, you're going to have to sell them. Like, selling is, like, human. It's natural. It's it, it, You know what I mean? And yep. communication is the same way. It's influence. It's persuasion. And you got like, how do you sell the, the client to do something? Absolutely. Got to understand that, right? Yep. So I completely agree with you. I, one of my favorite things, and sometimes that can be a big jump. So the things that you said, I think are absolutely like probably some of the best things to start with. Talking bullet points. You know, we have this structure where, you know, I, would, I wouldn't say the whole team does it at 100%, but we're pretty damn good at it. You know, telling stories in every session, yeah, right? Love that. Like I always end small group team training, you know, there's a story, there's a, there's a, there's a thought that brings everything together and people can leave going like, man, okay. You know? Right. And if you do that, like, think about it. If somebody's there four times a week, 52 weeks, I mean, 200 times a year, I'm getting inside their head, like shit's going to change. Right. Like, and, but that's a great opportunity, but doing many presentations or seminars, whether it's doing it for the team and end staff, whether it's doing it for, you know, whether I have, you know, Theo was running a mobility workshop. I'm like, listen, put it together, you know, like get your thoughts out, have Absolutely. a structure. Here's some examples, right? And then they go and do it. And that's massively beneficial because they have to do exactly that. Absolutely. Three hour workshop. You got to get this stuff out yep. in, a, in a structured way that, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, sure. Phenomenal. Uh, with number seven. Number seven. I would say be more observant. Mm-hmm. Okay. And as coaches, this is like the lost art in this day and age. And again, I'm going to sound like a curmudgeon talking about all this stuff. I'm like, man, I'm 40 now. But like you can talk about wearables and fitness tech and monitoring and that's all great. But there's also a time and a place to just notice when this dude walked in today, he was slumped over. Every time he gets a break, he's on his phone texting Bay or whatever's going on, like there's something going on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I don't need a wearable. I don't need a piece of fitness monitoring to tell me something's going on with this dude. And it can't tell you. Right, right. And right. like, okay, so even if his HRV does suck or whatever, yeah, and yeah. Joel, I love you, so I'm not coming at you. <laughs> but it's like, like, okay, if you would just pick your head up and look at this guy or you would just have a meaningful conversation, some great things can happen. So like, I won't divulge the name, but like one of my higher level guys that I worked with this past summer, it was obvious. He came in one day and something was going on, right? And and some of those days, you got to work harder as a coach, right? You know, like if you just kind of, there's a time and a place, right? It's knowing people and sometimes you keep going you know, sometimes you just kind of grind the session out, mm-hmm. you check the box, you move on. But I was kind of like kept circling around like, hey, how can I how can I get this guy to open up a little bit today, right? Mm-hmm. And so somehow he had put up a, a book on his IG. And I'm like, oh, you like that book? He's like, yeah. He's like, have you seen it? I'm like, yeah, I, I love that book. He's like, oh, well, I didn't know you were into books. So then that led into the next 20 minutes of number one, great training. But on any break, it's like, oh, well, what other books do you like? What other books are you reading? So 
It's like just by the simple fact that I was observant and then I tried to find some way to break down that wall that day. I feel like that was really, really critical. And I think that's just a general life skill. My wife might tell you different. She might say <laughs> I'm not so observant. But like when it comes to like being on point with my coaching and my clients, like be observant. You know, what's going on in between? Well, number one, how do they look when they walk in? Mm-hmm. Number two, what's your interaction like right off the bat? And not just what do they say, what does their body language tell you? How do they warm up? How do they look when they're training? Like, just be more observant, and immediately you will be a better coach. Absolutely, that man. That's because the thing is, those things lead to all the things that we want, yeah. right? I did this. Uh, man, have you uh, have you read the book, The Coaching Habit? I don't think so, man. It's, it's, so I did a whole podcast on. It's like seven questions. Okay, but I mean, I can go deep as fuck on them. Right. But it's like seven coaching questions and like how you can. Uh, I talked about it more from a team standpoint, but you can do it with clients, right? Yep. Where it, it's like this first question. And every question has like this huge science behind why it works, yep. right? And it, of course, the foundation of it has to be that you're actually intrigued and curious and you care, right? You yep. can't like robotic, right? <laughs> but um, but the first question is like, hey, what's in your mind, right? And most of the time, like people will say stuff. Something, I love that question, right? just for the record. Because uh, it opens up a whole door, right? Yep. Of, of different things. And so- what, and I won't go through the full seven, but I'll go through the first three to four because okay. they're really, really cool. But you know, what's on your mind, right? And people go like, ah, you know, today, like, and this at work, whatever, right? Yeah. And the, this is a dope question. So what else? Because what else keep, like, most it people have a lot of shit. So it, going. it makes yes. people keep going, yep. right? And, like, usually it'd be like, what else? And be like, oh, nothing else, right? That, that's usually the end of it. Yeah. And the third question ends up being like, well, what's the real challenge here for you? Because now they have to clarify the problem. Well, the, yeah. you know, this is the this is the main problem here. Yeah. Right? And then you can keep going same thing with like, what else? Yeah. And then the fourth question ends up becoming like, how can I help you here? Yeah. Like, what can I do for you? Right? Like, anyways, and it goes that. down through seven. Like, I'll, it's really, really good. And man, I, the day, like a day I read the book, I started using it. Yeah. Clients with coaches with, and I was just like, oh, this is fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Right? Like I'm getting, because now I'm getting somewhere and I'm, I'm pulling some stuff out and I can help this person. Right? And it doesn't have to be like an hour thing. It could be like a five minute thing. Right? Once yeah. you really get it, I've, I've, I've trained it so much now that I can insert one of those questions somewhere and like, Oh, what's the real challenge for you? Well, you know, and it's like in five, 10 minutes I've coached them up. Right. And I think those going at, but it starts with what you said, being observant, right? Like it's being observed because it's like, man, why are their body languages? They're stiffer. They're not moving. What's what's going on. Right. And then you kind of like do detective work throughout the session. And man, like if you can get past like someone that will build the trust or find something out like you've done so much more than you know like oh man you, you check the box right that person now is like man like i trust this person more maybe i'm gonna open up a little bit more right yeah so that's that's a great one um, i just love that question it's such a good entry level question versus oh how are you doing today or yeah, it's how you doing it's just like oh fine it's 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 like and it's done. It's right? done, it's over. And and the thing, you know, I've I've became crazy intrigued about questions. Yes. And yep. things to say and lead because they're really and it's crazy stuff, right? Like I told Joe that the other day. Like never ask people like, do you have any questions? Right? It's people are like mm-hmm. yeah. But if you go like, hey, what questions do you have? Yes, totally. Completely totally different, different, right? And so the toolbox, like I've kind of built up this toolbox and keep building up this toolbox of like. 
being able to recognize scenarios and situations and inserting things like, you know, different exercises or different questions or, you know, because that makes people move along the path. And I, I think that's very, very powerful, like learning that stuff. But same thing, right? It's yeah. kind of like this falls on the communication side of things. This falls on the understanding the body side of things. Like you got, you know, you got to, you got to learn all those things. I think if you want to be, if you want to be great, absolutely. if you want to be great, um, absolutely. which leads us to number eight, eight. I would say, especially if you're thinking of opening a facility, start small. Mm -hmm. We have talked about this numerous times. Nothing worse than opening a 10,000 square foot space that five people come into. Yeah. You know, like I and Bill and I started small. We started with, I think it was 2,200 square feet. And we were, we were in a good position because we had both set aside cash, which... You know, if you run a business, if you got cash, that is king, mm -hmm. right? So we both had cash. We both had some equipment. So we put in like 5000 bucks, right, to get some extra equipment that we knew we needed. We had 2,200 square feet. We had three platforms, uh, one open platform. We had a Schwinn Airdyne that we bought off Craigslist for 200 bucks. It was bronze. That tells you how old this thing was. <laughs> 200 bucks, and we had a prowler Vintage. that you could push in the back. <laughs> that was it, right? That was it. Like, it was so Spartan. But that's what it took to get us started, right? You can always add more equipment. Mm -hmm. You can always move into a bigger space. You know what you can't do? Get your freaking business off life support because you bought too much stuff. You went in too big of a space, and you didn't have the people to support it. And then, you, and then you go into scarcity. That's the other thing oh, too. Oh yeah, then then everything's. I and mean, then you're looking at like the numbers. You're tripping out all the time, and then you you don't make like this powerful decisions no. in scarcity. You just don't. You know what I mean? And I, I, when people say, if you had to do it again, right? What would you do? I'm like, dude, I'm going right back to the fucking garage, you know? Like, yeah. and I think, you know, I, I was, I, we shot this video with, 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 with Jay Ferrugia and it's like, he was asking me, to, you know, we walked up down to the garage and filmed and said, I said, man, like, you know, th this was great because if you can like make shit happen in a garage with no windows and black mold, yeah. like you learn a lot of skills, right. you know? And, and I think sometimes that stuff's the crutch. Like somebody comes in and is like, Hey, listen, I'm going to give you half a million investment. And you're like, dope. You know, and, and you get the equipment, you get this beautiful space, but man, you don't know what you don't know. You, you don't know so much stuff that now you're like churning and burning money yep. to try to learn it. And it might be too late. Cause if you owe half a mil, yeah, <laughs> that's, a that's a, you know what I mean? But like you yeah. said, you started with five, man, I, I remember I had a bunch of equipment that I bought, like training people out of vision quest, you know, cause they didn't have a trap bar on a kettlebell. So yeah. I just kept like spent, you know, kind of uh, building up a little money, buying this, buying that. And I think then I spent like four grand. You know, same thing. A bunch of Craigslist shit. We were yep. driving two hours out, getting dumbbell racks. I yep. mean, just you know, old school as it can be. But you know, it, it was like that. That's where we started. So I had to be really good at the training and really good at the entertaining slash infotaining people and communicating Absolutely. to to get people and keep people. And I think that built a very very good foundation for me as a coach. And then of course, as you know, the money grew. Then you were kind of like, all right, let's grow out of this. But then, you know, I'm, I'm always trying to grow out of things versus growing yeah. into things. You yeah. know, um, I, I, I would recommend that to anyone. And, of course, then somebody comes along and says, well, what about, you know, places that aren't like, like that's a different type of business for coaches that like love coaching, that have got into the industry because of coaching and want to build a fitness business. I would all I would pretty much recommend that every time. Yeah, like, absolutely. you know, what I mean, become great at coaching. And that's what's going to, you know take you to a level two boss, you know, you, when you, you play level the video up game. in so many ways when you start small, because I don't care how good you think you are as a coach, 
when you go into your own space, it's different. There's no safety net, mm-hmm. right? So your coaching feels a little bit off point, maybe right off the bat. So you're going to level up as a coach. You're going to level up your selling skills, your marketing skills. You grow into that space, so then you can then grow out of it. You yep. know what I mean? But yeah, if you go into 10, 15, 20,000 square feet and you know turf this and rubber flooring that and you know the pretty dumbbell set that you know the stress because the stress of the money is real man like i you know and i mean we were in a position where you know making this happen was was possible and i prepared i had you know plan abc yeah and still we ran into a bunch of shit where the first man i'm honest I, i i shared this like the you know you have this like look man man we're in here this is amazing place whatever and you know the first like six to nine actually in the first nine months it was like fuck like it, things aren't going the way that i'd want them to go yes because sometimes it's kind of you know and, and there's different reasons and factors for, sure. for it but still you're like shit man like you know there's a lot of money going out i mean this is a yes. whole different ball game right yeah. and you know i mean thankfully like one i i created a base where i'm like all right cool operations are good this that the other and i can focus on the, the problems and fix the problems yeah but man, you start off, and, but this is me like 13 years of experience running a gym, Absolutely. considering like we, you know, count this one in Slovenia. And yep. so, and, and I still come, I come like, hmm, okay, we gotta, we gotta figure out a solution for this. Right. I don't know it. And you talk about somebody just starting and, and like you, multiple six figures or man, even just six figures, man, like that, that shit is a huge pressure and a huge stress. And sometimes that stress takes away from, like the learning, yeah. the the being involved. Where I'd rather be like, well, look, you know, all of all of everything that comes out is like two grand, and all right, we can, you know, if, if we if I make five, I can eat, pay rent, put right. food on the table, right, and let let me turn and, and 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 build on this. I think that's a much better way to go about it for many reasons than than doing like the big investor and like, well, yeah. we have a cool spot, dude. Every, some, there's always somebody that's gonna have a cooler spot than you. Because they got more money, right? I mean, at Absolutely. least from that, from from the standpoint of equipment, space, just that and the other, right? There's um, no way around it. Number nine. Keep having fun, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is something where, and again, maybe it's perspective. Maybe I'm the only one, but I feel like there's definitely times in the entrepreneurship journey where shit just gets real, mm-hmm. right? Or, you know, maybe things aren't as great at home as you'd like. They're not as great as you like business-wise. You've got an employee that's bringing your business down. Like, I think you have to try and find ways to have fun all the time, right? And it's like, it, it is weird, too, because on some level, you you want to have a friendly relationship with the people you employ and you want to have fun. But it's like there's definitely a line, too. Mm-hmm. So you have to find that comfort zone, right? Um, but like, it's funny. I saw you as we were out here today on the gym floor. How many high fives did you give today? Everybody. Uh, approximately That's a my, fuck ton. Yeah. The fuck ton. Right. That's the exact that number. Would be an approximate <laughs> amount. I'm the same way. Like when I'm in my gym, like I want to give every person in there a high five. Like, I don't care if you're the 12 year old kid or the 40 year old mom or the 65 year old grandma, like I'm going to give you a high five. I'm going to ask you how your day's going. And I want it to be fun. I want your experience in my gym to be fun. And I want to have fun when I'm While coaching you're doing you. it, yep. Right? So, you know, how you do that, I think there's a lot of different ways. And some people, like Mark Fisher, they can be crazy and silly and do what they do, right? Not everybody can pull that off. So you've got to find ways to truly enjoy your business, to mm-hmm. make it fun, because then you'll want to spend more time in it. And you'll want to invest more time in it. 
and you know what's funny is like that there was parts of the last you know decade plus that i had a feeling like nah man like you know that's not an important thing right yeah. i i gotta i gotta make shit happen i gotta grind I gotta, yeah yeah and you know but you learn you go like look like you can work your ass off and have fun you can work your ass off and be thinking and worried and all, you know, I mean, yep. it really, and it is a, a skill that you develop, right? Because while I'm on, for instance, while I'm on the floor, and I'm on the floor a lot, you know, whether it's today, I'm training, other people are training, I'm just interacting, coaching yep. up a little bit, high-fiving, you know, or whether it's me truly coaching a group or whatever it may be. Like, man, I have a choice, yep. right? Let's say there's a shit ton of stuff going on in my life, right? Yep. Which there usually is, you yeah, know what I mean? Sure. And, and, but it's like when I'm on the floor, I can't do anything about that. Yeah. Like, but what I can do is, man, I can make people smile, laugh, have a great experience. When they have a great experience, I have a great experience. Because I'm a 51er. I'm like, man, yeah. you're having fun. Fucking I'm having fun. Like, yep. I'm going to coach your ass up. And you're going to do great. And you're going to leave. And you're going to just be like, man, that was awesome. And I'm going like, to be fulfilled by that. And you can do that. Like, you can play the music that you want and like interact with the people like in a, yeah. in a fun way. And I would say like, Hey, we take what we do like really seriously, yeah. but we don't take ourselves as seriously. Right. Like, yeah. and, and I, I think that's a good place to be, but you, you have that choice. Like, yeah. even though you got to do, I don't know, write a blog, makes more sales next month. Fucking like, if you're worried about it while you're coaching people, it won't change anything. Yeah. Actually, it will probably, you'll, you'll do worse. Yeah, for sure. If you have fun at the end, you'll be like the, the reason why I can work you know, still work by choice a lot of times, you know, 14 hour days, 15, 16, whatever is because I am having fun. Absolutely. Like, I come here and like, I don't have to be at the gym nearly as much or at all sometimes. And guess where I'm at? I'm right here because I love it. I love my team. I love the clients and we have fun. I mean, of course there's times where I'm like, <sighs> yep. but most of the time, like, man, that's what keeps me going because it's like, I'm working my ass off, but I'm having fun. So have fun. Yep. Don't be afraid to have fun. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And it's get to versus have to, right? You mm -hmm. get to be you here. Get you to be. get to hang out with your people. Yes. You get to do what you're passionate about versus, man, I don't know, like just being where I'm at in life, it's crazy to see people that legitimately, they're my age and they're miserable. They hate their job. And I'm like, dude, I get to do what I do. Like it's freaking the best thing in in the world. Like I couldn't imagine doing anything else. I definitely couldn't imagine going to a job that I hated every day. Oh man. So, and, and, and I think this is important. Like, cause I, I call people out on this shit. Right. Um, cause it's not, a, it, sure. It's not a simple to shift, but, but I'm like, man, like you don't have to do it. Like for you to say, is it? I'm like, you want to fucking do like this for two weeks? Like, man, you trust right. me. You, don't real, play. Man. But, but it's like, you, you know, and Hey, maybe you can't leave your job. Like just quit tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. But you know what? You can make a plan For and go sure. like, I'm going to yes. work three hours after work and I'm going to build this side thing or I'm going to start doing resumes. And I mean, you can do something about it and you don't have to fucking do this. Yeah. And I mean, I was, you know, we're talking about like how in the last, like for me in the last three weeks, I've lost some people that are very close to me. And, and um, you know, like, man, like that, I mean, that was tough, but it was also like this, like, man, they, dude, life is short. Like you fucking don't know what's going to happen. Yeah why would you spend like if if you work like a 10 hour day which is pretty normal i would say yeah. for most people you know and you sleep seven you're already living more than half of your life at work yeah. right yeah why in the world would you choose to like be like oh fuck, i don't like what i do i hate what i do i hate the people right. you know what i mean now right. i would say there's also like a perspective thing like maybe you could love your work way more if you had a different attitude and approach to right. it for sure 
But if you know that's not for you, man, like it, it, life's too short to not make a change, man. Absolutely. You know, and you can do it whatever, 40, 50, 60, whatever, Absolutely. man. And um, all right, man, you've been smooth. Thank you. You've been smooth. Thank did you. you did you plan this out? No, but you're gonna it's love fucking it. Number 10. Phenomenal. Number ten. Let's Number go. Number ten. Build a business that serves you. Mm. All right, and this is something where the entrepreneurial lifestyle can be chaotic. It can be hectic. You add children, in my case, into the mix, it's a whole different ballgame, right? So, you know, for me, there were a couple big things. I, I wanted to make sure I always had time with my family every day. I wanted to make sure that, you know, my business could train anybody and everybody, but I wouldn't necessarily have to do that because mm-hmm. I wanted to focus my passion on training soccer and basketball guys. So, like, if you look at my day now, Man, I'm up at probably 6, 6.15, and I'm going to work till 7. Then my kids are up, 7 to 8.30. Then I get them on the bus. They do their thing, get them going. Then I go and I do my work from whatever, 9 to 8.30, 9 till 4. Then I come home. 4 to 8 is with them. 8 to 9, I can still do work. I can wrap up emails, all that. Mm-hmm. What boss is going to let you do that? Right? Like, no no boss. But that the two businesses that I've created, Robertson Trading Systems and iFast, have allowed me to do exactly what I want to do. And it's, I mean, it's not traditional, right? Like RTS is online. That's where I get a good chunk of my income versus iFast. But that also allows me to fuel and funnel some time. Like some of these basketball guys, they don't have a ton of cash, mm-hmm. right? Or I'm taking a flyer on them because I believe in them, yep. right? And I'm like, look, dude. I know you can do this, or I know you can come back off this injury. So build a business that serves you, right? And everybody's different, right? I'm not going to tell anybody, yeah, go out and do what I do. What does that mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's different to everybody. So for me, my priorities were, you know, taking care of myself, right? Because if I don't take care of myself, family, the business, everything else suffers. Number two, take amazing care of my family, right? My dad worked his ass off, right? His whole life, my mom was an entrepreneur too. Mm -hmm. So... I didn't always get the time with them that I would have liked, but I knew it was because they were working hard to provide for us and to take Mm -hmm. great care of us. So now it's like, man, being real, like I'm going to work hard and I'm going to do the things that I need to do, but I'm also going to say, look, this is my time for my kids, for my family, because I want to be the best dad, the best husband that I can be. So that's just kind of where I'm at. But I mean, that's like really real stuff. Like to me, Make money. Yes, absolutely. That's important. You got to be able to take care of everybody. Take care of my family. Take care of my my athletes, my employees. Like, I want to leave the entire space a better place based on what I did, mm-hmm. right? And so we talk about no regrets, right? And, yeah. and not like, look, if I go out tomorrow, I can say I went all in. I made, hopefully, as many people around me better because they were around me and I tried to lift them up, so... That's just kind of where I'm at. But if you build a business that serves you, then you're going to be more powerful. The people that work for you, you're going to be more powerful. Everybody you're around mm-hmm. will be in a better place because of you trying to take care of yourself and run the business the right way. I and mean, that's a great point. I mean, essentially what you're saying, like, look, there's a bunch of non-negotiables. And to get there is, you know, a lot of times hard, right? Like you, yeah. You don't go like, hey, I'm year, year three of business. Everything is, it, it's almost like Craig's, you know, the perfect day. Like what's what's your, or as close to it as you can get, right? Yep. Um, and I completely agree. I, I always try to preface it and say like, look, you know, I, I don't have kids yet. You know, I don't have family yet. So I certainly, you know, because people are like, dude, what are you going to do when you have, I'm like, 
I'm going to change shit up. You know, right. I'm still going to fucking like work my ass off, but it's going to be different. Like, cause you're, you're, you, you add certain non-negotiables into your life. Um, so certainly, you know, certainly is like, man, what, what is the most important? Like you got to ask yourself these questions and then you can, uh, I would say build a business that like serves those things. Yep. Um, one of the things for me, I, I, I like to share this because I do think it's important. Um, I, I, I just don't see it enough in the industry. Actually, I think there's a massive lack of this, by the way, you know, um, I've kind of started shifting towards going like, you know, like my business is also there to serve my team, my people, yeah, absolutely. right? Because absolutely. it, First of all, like when you're when you're one person, right? You're you're the basically facilitator of everything towards the clients, right? Yep. When you have a team, the client's not the more, most important thing anymore. Yeah. I mean, there are, but it's the team is the most important thing because they're coaching the clients, right? Yeah. And so one of the big shifts that happened for me in the last, you know, I would say certainly two years, but like I would say the most in the last year was recommitting to like, man, I really want my team to succeed. Yes. Right. And, and yes. like, and, and in a sense of like, I want to know what like makes them tick. Like, even if, you know, down the line, it's like, somebody's like, you know what, like this isn't doing it for me anymore. Or like I have, you know, I'm going to move forward and move on or whatever it may be. And me being cool with it. Um, but like really fighting hard to create an opportunity that like, this is the best place for them to work and they love it. You know, and, it, and it, you know, right now, like I ask myself these questions, like, hey, how can my coaches make X, Y, Z and not have to work more than 40 hours, yeah. right? Because we know, man, you start working over than 40 yeah. coaching, like, dude, you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're burning game. out. And we haven't had coach work more than 40, yeah. right? Except like I work, I don't know, 140. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, it's, but, you know, I, I really think about that. I go, I go home and I think about it and write it out. Like I bust my ass to create these platforms that can give them opportunity. And then this has been like the last, I mean, I feel like I've, I've worked on that, but you know, kind of always, but the last two years has been like, hold up, dude. Like I got to make sure these guys are like fucking like happy and yeah. successful. And like, yeah. how do we do that? You know? And because I consult so much, one of the things that I see because of scarcity is like, man, 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 how do I make more money? Uh, you know, and then, and then start making changes that are like, will like fill my pockets, but it hurts the team. Yeah. Right? So my non-negotiable is like win-win. If it's not win-win, you know, and I get it. Like sometimes, you know, you got to make tough calls and, yeah. and, and you got it. Like as a leader, you have to be willing to be unpopular. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And uh, I think my, uh, I don't think it's an issue, but like, Man, I really care about like the people around me, right? Yes, it's like this whole to. family kind of atmosphere, and but also going like, all right, look, man, I'm your, you know, uh, I'm not your friend first, you know what I mean? Right. Like, I'm I'm your kind of coach, mentor, leader. Yes. Uh, but I I do promote this, and and have you read um, Ray Dalio's principles? Man, you're killing me. Man, you got to read that oh, I shit. I know, I know, I know. That's all right. That's all right. I'm just throwing it out there. But, you know, the meritocracy, like where yeah. everybody has a say. And like we, you know, I try to be like, I'm more and more, I'm like, hey, let's build this together. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, and yeah, sure. Like I lead, but it's like, nonetheless, like everybody's a leader, you know, great leaders build other leaders. Yeah. And, and I do think that is an important thing because if you don't do it, man, nobody's staying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's just not happening. So you said this in your podcast. I don't know when this is released, but um, you, you talked about, okay, well, I don't want to invest in this guy, right? Because yeah. he's just going to leave. But then you flip that back. Well, okay, what if you don't invest in him? 
but he stays. That's like the worst case scenario, right? Catastrophe. Right? But but the other part of that was too, man. And like this was a real big. And I can't remember where, where where I learned this, but it was like, you know, it was like, man, but you like you're investing. You're you're pissed. You go home and you're pissed off about them, right? Yeah. Uh, you probably talked to them five times. Nothing happened. Uh, you know, you're. You're like you're you're telling your significant other or your friends you're like ah oh, fucking this guy's not dude you're spending so much tens or hundreds there. of hours thinking about this yeah what if you just spent that time really be making them as great as they can be yeah hey do that for sixty days see what happens you know what I mean yeah and you'd be surprised because you'd be most of the time you're like oh well they changed yeah because you're fucking coaching them you know <laughs> right. and maybe they see that like you're on their side you yep. know and. I'm certainly not perfect at this, but man, like this is my massive focus. Um, and it's, it's made things more enjoyable, right? Yep. Because once again, like, look, we all want to make, you know, as much as we possibly can give back. It, it allows us to, you know, I mean, shit, like I couldn't buy this building if I, if I right. didn't have money and work my ass off for it. Right. But, but that can't be the main drive. It just cannot be, you know, and, and I found everything is more enjoyable. Even the hardest moments that, that I have, like are more enjoyable doing things with the people I love, you know, like, like really true, like the true team, right? Yeah. You know, it's like, man, I know these guys got my back. If everything goes to shit, man, I got you. You got me, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and I think that if you, you know, if you don't kind of build that, I mean, that's, that's team culture, right? It's like, that's what's under the hood. And like team culture dictates gym culture. Absolutely. Right? So when people are like, oh man, I got to change my gym culture. And they're like, they kind of almost like, whoop, skip through. Like, yes. What do the clients the want? I'm like, dude, what does your team want? Right. For real, and it's and and it, if you really dig into that, you also found out like ah, that person's not the right fit, yeah, you know. Absolutely, and there will be some tough decisions to make, but you can't, man. Like if you do not focus on that, you will be fucked. Like yeah, you know, absolutely. That's my really nice way of yeah, saying absolutely. it. Uh, and I'd say that for any business, but in in the gym business, certainly, certainly, certainly. Like, yeah, you got to go all in on that. We uh, actually, one of our guys, Ty Terrell, just mm -hmm. took a job with the Atlanta Hawks. So yeah, super that, stoked for awesome. him, right? Awesome, That's amazing. Yeah. And so it leaves us in this weird time because like I always talk about when I had Jay in the morning and I had Ty in the afternoon, it's like, man, I got two NBA all-stars, mm -hmm. right? I trot them out. It's easy. I mean, you got Kevin Durant and Steph Curry. You don't have to coach them that much, right? They're all-stars. But then you lose that. And now we've got Eric, who's an amazing young coach, right? I talked to him. Like, he's my, my first-round draft pick, mm -hmm. plugging him in. But you got to coach him up more. So it's been really interesting because now our staff is immeasurably younger, yep. right? we still got Jay, but we've got, like, 24, 25, 26-year-olds. So that really kind of recommitted Bill and I. Like, look, man, we can't just kind of coast. Like, we need to be in there. So now we've got staff training back on the mix, and we're trying to do mm -hmm. all these things again. And I tell you this because... We had this issue with our turf a while back. Turf gets ripped out. They bring the new turf in. There's huge holes in it, right? Well, these guys were like so on it. Like a couple of weeks later, they get the new turf in. It didn't come in until like a Sunday. These guys are in on their Sunday, like helping them do all the stuff. They're moving the equipment out of the turf side. Like these guys totally stepped up. And, you know, maybe they do it otherwise, but I definitely don't think it hurt the fact that they knew that we're investing our time in yes. them. We want them to be great. And I've told them like, look, man, we've lost our last three employees to Google, Google, and the Atlanta Hawks, right? So it's not like they're going to Joe Blow's gym down yeah. the road. I'm okay with that. Like if you're going to go work for a professional baseball team or you're going to go work at Google or wherever, 
I want you to be the best freaking coach possible, right? So I am going to invest all that time because you know what? It's going to come back tenfold by the relationships that you build, you know, on the gym floor. It's going to carry over when we get new interns in and now you're giving back and you're coaching them up and now they're going to be a better coach. It's like, it's, I mean, it, and the thing is like, common sense, but and I think that's it. part of the fucking mission though. You know I mean? Yeah. Like if you truly, I think that there's, there's a lot of things people say, but then there's like, man, do you live this stuff? Yep. But you know, if you look down the line and say, look, man, those guys went there and they did something great. Yep. Man, like you feel proud, right? Absolutely. Like, man, I was, I had a little piece of that maybe, you know what I mean? Yep. And I mean, shit like, you know, Eric Otter with the, with the Memphis Grizzlies, right? Yep. Like, and what's cool too is that, you know, they come to Portland and go up there, hang out with them, yep. with him and chat. And it's like, man, but that, you know, that wouldn't happen had he not gone to IFAS, had, you know, that, that whole network yeah. would have come together and he's doing great things. And like, man, that, you know, if you, if you do it the right way, they pay it forward. Absolutely. And that's, you know, my, my whole thing, most of the time, like people are like, dude, what can I do to repay? I'm like, dude, pay it forward. Yep. That's what I want you to do. But I want you to do that. Remember this moment, right? Like when you ask me, what do you want me to, like, what do you want from, like, what do they want, what, what they can do for me? I said, man, you'll find somebody, mentor them, do the same thing and pay it forward. Yep. And it's, it's like once again, it sounds corny, but man, like that fucking like that fuels me up, you know. Yeah. And and you could be like you could have went and said, oh, fuck. And I've done this before, by the way, right? Yeah. I've had this attitude, and it didn't work for me. Like I mean, put it this way, it did nothing good. When you go like, oh, man, these people left. You know, good way, bad way, whatever it is. Like oh, I gotta I gotta train all these new people, right? Yeah. yeah. And and the attitude was like. Cause it's almost like I, I feel like I shouldn't have to, right? I was yeah. like I was, you know, doing a lot of work. You're tired, whatever. Right. But when I shifted and I like I get to, yeah. Like, man, but like, I I literally was like, don't you like doing this? I love doing this. Yeah. What are you talking about, man? Go in it with gusto. Then I go in with the gusto, and the experience became completely different. Yeah. Right. I'm like, man, they're fired up because they see me being fired up about it, and it's like. And then I get fired up about it yeah. because they're doing well, right. and I'm entering doing the stuff that I love doing, you know. And it's 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 crazy how like like life works because of a perspective that we have, a story we tell ourselves. Like, no, yeah. I, I shouldn't have to keep doing this. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah dude, you kind of have to. You kind of yeah. have to. That's kind of you know that's yeah. part of that's part of the job, right? Yeah. Like, and you shift your story, and like your life can change literally through Absolutely. a story. Um, man, dude, that was like. The smoothest pulling out 10 points yes. I've ever fucking seen. I love it. I'm going to shake your it. hand. I love Damn, it, man. It was amazing. No, but serious. <laughs> no, we did not We did not plan this. I didn't tell Mike what we are going to do. We just came in here and sat down. Uh, that was great. Man, any, do you have like a bonus, like any, anything that's just on the top of your mind that you're like, man, you want to really share that? You feel as, for anybody in the industry that's like, hey, listen, like this is, this is something, it's a golden nugget. This is important. Like take this with you as the last thing. Man, I would just always say, be conscious of the impact that you have on people's lives, you know, and man, it doesn't matter whether, you know, it's a little kid, a stay-at-home mom, a grandma, a pro athlete, like, it just doesn't matter. Like, you can have such a positive impact on somebody's life. And one of the things I always come back to is like, maybe life's not harder now. I don't know. I've only had one, you know, but... uh like everybody is dealing with something, right? And I feel like a lot of times now, and maybe I could be wrong, but like I feel like a lot of people are unhappier now than maybe they were 15, 20 years mm -hmm. ago. I don't know why that is, but it's like you have such 
such a strong impact on people, not just on a day-to-day basis, but if you're doing things right physically on a month-to-month, year-to-year basis where you can literally change people's lives. Mm -hmm. And I know that sounds hokey and cliche, but I mean, I really take that to heart. It's the truth. You got to, I mean, the thing is, and you got to believe it first. Like if you don't believe that, you won't behave like that. You know what I mean? And I, man, you know, I'm vocal about this because I don't give a shit. Like somebody go like, okay, Luca. Right. (laughs) But like, but I've started like, I think you changed the world from the inside out, right? Like, and, sure. and uh, I mean, this is the, the first time Garrett was the first person that said this. And I was like, man, that's powerful. And I wrote it down. Like, that was my fucking thing. You can say, well, what do you guys do? I was like, look, we change one, one man, one woman. We change a family. We change a family. We change a community. You change a community. You change a city. You change a city. You change a state. You change a state. You change a country. You change a country. You change the world, right? Yep. It starts with one man and woman, right? Yeah. And I truly believe that. And you know, the way that Vigor has kind of gone, and this has been a, you know, if you ask me this and, you know, we've known each other for such a long time yeah. that if you ask me this, I don't know, five years ago, seven years ago, eight years ago, and you said, what do you want to do? Like, it probably would be a little bit of a different answer. But now, you know, it's kind of like, uh, you know, we're looking at other buildings to build brunch spots and like event spaces and all these different things. And the reason why is because I think communities change the world. Like, yeah. it, like when, when you get a group of people in this environment and everybody's fucking high-fiving, hey, what's going on? Like, man, like, talk to me, right? And you're shedding tears and you're helping them and you're coaching them. And they're in this environment that, like, promotes growth, personal growth, right? Personal powers, which Vigor yeah. stands for, right? But, man, like, there's no other way than for people to be better and, and see a different perspective and a different, you know, uh, a better, I would say, life. Yeah. And the more of the, you know, that's why I'm like, man, like, but if we build more of these things, we grow the community and then we create more touch points where these people are being helped to change their life for the better, Absolutely. right? And instead of going like, well, look, I'm going to change the world. I'm like, hey, fuck it. I want to change the city. I want to yeah. change, I want to change the people inside our gym and then I want to start moving out. And, you know, part of the reason why uh, we're starting is, you know, the scholarship program. And to be honest with you, like, I, I always get a little anxious about it because it's a, it's a responsibility. Absolutely. And I don't, you know, it's like you can't fuck around with stuff like this. You can't go like, oh, this sounds cool. And then you got these kids that you're mentoring that really need your help. Like you can't mess yeah. around, right? Like, yep. and, and you're like not showing up or you're late. Or like, oh, I got to do that, right? So I always get, a, I always get this, this anxiety around it because once I commit, there's no turning oh, back. Yep. But but when I think about it, you know, me and, and Andreas is obviously a huge. I mean, the guy the guy the guy has an orphanage in Mexico is opening another one up. I mean, like, you know, the, the, man, and that's how we connected. Was was crazy. We connected through like our love of charity. I mean, he was a member here and uh, and I helped him out and whatnot. But that's how all of it came together, you know. And I was like, dude, I have this like dream where, you know, we're helping hundreds and maybe thousands of kids a year. Yeah. And it's funded by our own charity programs. So yeah. now instead of giving it to, you know, different charities, which is awesome, 80% of it funds our own program that's basically kind of an internal nonprofit that helps out these kids, right? Yep. And 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 it, But it's like all of it drives back to this whole thing about environments and triggering behaviors, changing people. And, and, you know, that's what my whole philosophy is like, well, you know, hey, maybe in the next 10, in the next 10 years, right? Yeah. Yep. Like, you know, my my drive is still make this the best gym in the world, but like, let's make fucking Vigorville this city that like promotes change. And we did it without like somebody coming in, dropping a billion. Yeah, we exactly. did it without like, because I think a lot of people think that like, oh, well, you know, the resources. I'm like, man, like I was broke, man. Like I opened the gym with four grand. Right. Like you can do it. Right. Yeah. But, but the problem is the story you tell yourself is like, well, I can't do anything. So fuck it. 
you know, right? right? right. But as soon as you start to go like, like, you know what? Like, maybe, you know, we can, we can do something. Do something. Yep. That'll fire you up to do the next thing, do the next thing. You know, so um, to kind of piggyback on what, what you said, because I, I do, I, I truly believe, um, it's, it's been so funny. I don't know if you've been hearing this, but like, I hear a lot of people that are like, you know, oh, I want to get out of the industry, right? Yeah. That burnt out. Oh, I want to go online. I see a lot of that now. Like, yeah. hey, I don't want to coach people face to face where I have the biggest impact. I just want to go online. And, and I, I don't have anything against online. We're launching yeah. online, yeah. right? But, but it's almost like, I don't know, like, you, you know, if you said that your goal is this, I don't know if like you're searching for the right thing, right? right? Like if you can't coach people face to face, I don't think you're going to do a good job online, honestly, yeah. period. You know what I mean? It's way harder. Oh yeah. It's See, I need you to tell it too. Cause yeah, no, it's way harder. <laughs> Joel did like, we were at, at, uh, at the end of Russell's seminar, we did, uh, we, we did a Q and a, you know, it's like one guy pops up and says, Hey, listen, like I want to, you know, he's probably 23, 24 years old. It's like, Hey, I'm thinking about going online. <laughs> and like Joel did the most unmotivational, motivational speech ever. He's like, don't fucking do it. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. There's too many people. It's so, you know, yeah. but it, it was, it was a good point. Cause, cause you want, I, I don't say I don't want, you want to discourage people. You got to give people a reality check, right? They're like yep. online, you're competing against everyone, everyone. everyone. So All you got to have people. a different angle. And it's like, Hey, you're doing online, but listen, you get you got a gym. You've been busting your ass for a long ass time, yep. and you know same thing. Like, we're, man, after ten years, we're launching online. Jeez, you know what I mean? Like, right, right. And once again, I'm not against it. Certainly not. But when people think that like they should get away from physical training because online is easier, incorrect. N- incorrect. Harder. Like, I mean, literally harder to keep people on. Harder to communicate with people. Uh, harder to break through the white noise. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so if you're doing it, just know, you know, talk to us. <laughs> but um, with that said, dude, I could talk to you all day long, man. Like, uh, we always we always have a great conversation yes. when we're catching up. But uh, tell them, if, man, if they don't know, where can they find out more about Mike Robertson and anything that he's involved okay. with? RobertsonTrainingSystems.com obviously is the site for the blogs, the videos, the podcast, all that good stuff. That's kind of like my online space. Mm-hmm. And then ifastonline.com is the brick and mortar business in Indianapolis. So what's your, what's your, what's years. your podcast? Cause I want, I want you to yeah, let them know. It's the uh, physical, physical preparation, preparation podcast. So I think we're uh, 140 episodes in nice. still cranking along, but if you have, love that, if you want, like, if you want to become a better coach, listen to the physical preparation podcast, right? There's even one episode there with me. We talk about some cool shit. And the other hospital. Oh, and other, yeah, like, listen, the brothers have been on. Uh, Very well represented. You, prob- you probably won't get my oldest brother on there. Uh, <laughs> he'll just talk about rugby and beer. Uh, but it, <laughs> it's fine, too. But with that said, dude, thank you so much. Honestly, this was amazing. Uh, pleasure, it man. was late, but it was... You, you, it know, was you notice I'm sharp at this time. You are sharp. I'm sharp You're at this sharp. time. It's impressive, uh, man. We should probably... Gene... Sorry, bro, but we're going to have to start doing these late. That's <laughs> like, hey, listen, as always, I really appreciate it when you guys go over, you know, uh, give a review, uh, five-star review, of course. But on a serious note, like, you know, when you share this, people tune in and, man, it could be just be one podcast where, you know, it shifts somebody's mind, makes them take action. And as always, like, you heard a bunch of stuff. Man, take one thing. Just take one thing and do it, you know, and, and start applying it. It doesn't have to be everything. One thing maybe that Mike said was like, oh, man, that resonates with me cool. How are you going to apply that this week? How are you going to go back to your gym, your business, your clients and actually do something and not this be like, oh man, I heard on a podcast. It was cool. Cool. What did you do? 
right? So go leave a, leave a review and then take action on it. I'll see you in the next episode of Video Life Podcast. Peace out.